Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me Joel, playwright and performer And it's me Kishan, a science educator And welcome back to T42 yeah. It is our best friend podcast <laughs> Where we talk about whatever the fap we want Fap, 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 disgusting because like whatever genitals you have the sound you make when you fap is fap you know fap, it's fap, 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 it's actually fap, it speaks to lazy lazy language like what? Ayah, tired lah don't want to say masturbate so you say fap nobody says I'm going to the toilet to masturbate <laughs> but it's like, so unsexy people say jack off yeah jack off is hot sure but but then you reduce jack off to fap nah. I think I think it's all lazy 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 language I guess you're right like Fapping suggests a very lazy sort of masturbation. <laughs> it's like, blah, 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 blah. it's like, fap, 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 fap. Whereas jerk off has a like, there's something quite some like effortful, yeah, uh, effortful, effortful, right, 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 yeah, yeah, jack off as well. Correct. What's what are some other like euphemisms? Uh, wank. wank, wank is a good one. But wank, oh yeah, yeah, wank is a good one. Wank makes it sound comical. It does. I was right? going to say, wank, wank. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I mean, masturbation actually is quite comical. Is it? About it. There's something kind of like tragic comic about masturbation. This, this uh, makes me understand your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> Censorship, Bell. How dare you like shame shame me on this podcast? How have you been, sis? Um, how have I been? Well, related to fapping, I've oh, been God. working on this screenplay that I've been working on for a while now, mm. and it's a gay story, la. Oh. So got gay sex, right? And uh. then it's like a, a mentally very deleterious space for me because like right. every every five pages I write, I need to go and fap. <laughs> no, because it's like there's something like about writing a screenplay that's kind of like writing fantasy in a way. Sure, so I feel sure. like I'm there. You write what you like, la. Uh, erotica, la. Sure. I write what I like that I don't have in my life, right? <laughs> so I've slightly I've slightly found myself kind of like attracted to one of the characters. Oh my god. Yeah, who, you know, who Is dies, this? la. But, oh dear. Yeah, but then like every like time he's in, you. every time he's in a scene, I'm just like mm. <laughs> Then fap, fap, I see. Mm. Yeah, mm. so I've been fapping a lot. Oh dear. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> TLDR. No, TMI, TMI. Good to know. Good mm. to know. Yule, yule. Oh, I've been, I've been good. The holidays have started. You're not going to admit to fapping a lot because your students are listening. No, no, no. I, 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 it's because it's not true. I'm not fapping a lot. Wow. I'm fapping a moderate amount. Moderate. <laughs> oh, ooh, okay. Fap no, but, shaming. But fap yeah, shaming. no fap shaming. No fap mm, shaming. Sorry, sorry, you yeah, saying. but yeah, school holidays have started, and I'm so happy. It's not already, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Personal protected time is like this week. Starts, starts starts next week. Wait, what do you say? Protected time. So that means you don't you don't disturb your teachers. That is very good. Yeah, it's is very good. It, like I don't think they used to have that when we they didn't no. used to have that when we were in school, right? I, I, I mean, maybe informally, but now it's uh, kind of formal. Oh, or at least good. at least more formalized, good for you guys. Yeah, so it's good very good. So you. I make it a point not to disturb my teachers, and no one disturbs me, which is nice. You what know? if a student sends you an email during this time? Ignore. I mean, you can you can ignore, but. I, I don't see a reason why they would. They also want to run away from you, lah. That's true, actually. Right. Unless it's like those very industrious nerds, lah. Yeah, lah. We're just like, hmm, I feel like I have to check with Mr. Kishin today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, by the way, this is housekeeping. Housekeeping. This bell, uh, we, we use, we use a lot. Uh, it's got a lot of utility. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the censorship. Well, actually, we've got 10 different bells. <laughs> she's she's <amazing>. Correct. <laughs> we've got 10 different bells. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes. A bit yes. Of housekeeping, housekeeping. housekeeping. We are at Drumroll Players. <laughs> 899 <laughs> followers on Instagram. 800 and what? 99. Wow. Oh my god. One more to One 900. One more to 900 and then 100 to 1000. Oh my god. This is such a celebration of mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> don't lay. I love it. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram at T42Podcast. Make us go from 899 to 900. Yeah, we are speaking to that one person. Yes, to you. To this one person. You. Who is listening, who has not yet followed us on Instagram. You. It's you. It's you. It's, it's you, you who builds community. community. Yeah, and then if you tell your friends mm. and they tell their friends, it'll be like a cell group. Oh my god Yeah it's like The cell structure Of a podcast listenership Wow This is exactly <laughs> What we need A yeah. cell group I mean
mean, like, we've been doing this for, like, more than a year already. Goodness, a year plus. This eh. is a poor showing, I would say. I know, it's I terrible. say 899 is poor showing for yeah. a year's... Pui. A year of hysteria. <laughs> a year. No, more than a year by this point. A year, um, um, a year like, a year, three months already, yeah, I think. Excuse really, excuse me. Yeah. And, like... All our emotional outpouring, you know. Correct. We, mm. like... <laughs> We air our dirty laundry. Correct. Air our, our emotional state, our mental state, everything. We air our pits. Ev- everything. <laughs> everything. And we only have 899. Girl. What's wrong with us? <laughs> Why are other podcasts more popular than us? This is a good question. One that I don't want to pull the string at. Yeah. So, you know, we checked our ranking on the charts the other day, right? Thankfully, yeah. thanks to you listeners, we are mm. still on the charts. We're still on the charts. But we are charts. still stuck one position under a podcast called Deep sleep sounds. <laughs> so somehow you motherfuckers find this a little more soporific <laughs> than deep sleep than deep sounds. Sleep sounds. This and for w- that, we not sure. How, but maybe we should thank you, I, la. I, I guess. I guess. Thank you very much. And good night. And good night. <laughs> Alright, it's time for our first segment of the day Are you home? Surely It's the segment in which we discuss An aspect of Mm. life in Singapore That either fascinates or horrifies us Very often Both Mm -mm -mm. What do we have for the chopping block today, Kishan? Today we're going to discuss the youth survey On LGBTQ acceptance in Singapore She's not a Christian! (laughs) Wow, yet another survey About what people think about the queers You know, yeah Okay, but Mm. before we get into that Let's do a little bit of like an intro Intro, intro, intro What is this survey about? Yes, yes, yes Yes, so topic, basically, yes. it's, it's the Today Youth Survey that, uh, that So Today conducted this survey Exactly, it happens okay. annually apparently Didn't know I that didn't, I didn't yeah. know this or so So this this year in 2021, they polled uh, 1,066 uh, respondents uh, Between the ages of 18 and 35 mm. And what they found out was quite interesting So they, they basically do a, uh, a survey on the range of topics, right? They do on racism, religion, LGBTQ attitudes, gender dynamics The impact of COVID on mental health and All sorts of different things, right? Okay? And th- their target audience is literally millennials and Gen Zs lah. So what was interesting was the segment on LGBTQ acceptance. So I'm going to break it down, okay? I'm going to break it down to four summary points, okay? These are four major things that came out from the survey on the LGBTQ section, right? So the first thing, the first question was, beyond a social setting, I am willing to work with people who are LGBTQ, all right? All right. And 80% of the respondents said, yes! Wow, 80%. 80% Who are willing Willing Thank you for your willingness (laughs) To work with us Yeah, thank you, thank you Something like the temperature drop (laughs) eh? (laughs) Mm. So scary Mm, Okay, okay The second Mm. one The second second statement The second statement I am willing to accept my friends Having same-sex relationships Mm. 75% of respondents said they were Willing Willing (laughs) Able and willing. Able and willing. Willing. To accept. Mm. (laughs) Third statement. uh, I am willing to form close relationships with members of the LGBTQ community. Ah. Mm. Mm. Of the respondents, 73% are Mm. willing Willing. to form friendships. Very willing. Very willing. But intimate. Uh, No, uh, no, close. Just close. Just close. close. Just close, Close but not intimate. Close. I mean, close okay already. I mean... I, I, I guess it's good enough, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the fact Close, the word, but not intimate because you don't want to question your own sexuality. Correct, <laughs> huh? Uh, but also, you don't know how these people identify, right? You don't, you don't. Yeah, you don't you, know the You, you just know, know it's 1,066 respondents. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, uh, I can guess that probably majority sure. of them are probably sure, straight. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Right? Now, so far, it's all been pretty high, right? Like 80 and high 70s, mm-hmm. right? Now, we come to the fourth and final statement. Huh? Mm. I'm willing to accept my family members having same-sex relationships. And then this, okay, the, 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 the percentage plummets to 58%. So 58%. So in summary, right, people seem to be more accepting of LGBTQ, uh, just more accepting of LGBTQ people. Uh, but when it comes to family members and having same-sex relationships, if your family members have same-sex relationships, right, you you tend to suddenly be a little bit on guard, on, on your guard. Like, like Disapproving Yeah the psychology of that Is interesting isn't it Like I wonder if it's because When you say family members Your first thought goes to Father mother <laughs> <laughs> I mean Not that there's anything wrong With like a late life <laughs> Like a late life Queer <laughs> Discovery Which is actually very common I actually don't think There's a 
people went. So they think what cousin, cousin sibling, or sister brother lah. Sister la. brother, sibling. Correct. I don't think people go. No, to you say family mother, only. Father. The first thing I think of is father mother, <laughs> even grandmother. <laughs> I mean, I'm fully there. I'm fully there for I like love any for older member of my family who has a queer moment. I'm there Amazing. for. I'm there for all the queers. And I think we need to hold space. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hold space for the grandmother. Because I mean, like a like. Oh, my grandmother's having a lesbian moment. So proud Amazing. of her. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, mm. but I don't think people are going. There. I think pe- what what people are thinking is that if they if they they don't want their siblings to be gay. Essentially, I think that that's that's what it boils down yeah, to. Yeah, girl, can I just say like I know so many gay men, so many queers in general mm. who like get a bit weirded. Even queer people. Yeah. So I'm not talking about straights, right? Queer yeah. people who are a bit weirded out by having queer siblings. Right. It's a thing. It's right. a real thing. No, no, no. I, I yeah. agree. Like I know, like my my young brother's gay, okay. and then like when we like uh first. You know, when I first came came to realize it, it was because we bumped into each other at play the gay I, club. I think I was there. You were there. <laughs> you were there. And like, could you describe to our listeners my reaction? Because like, I was so drunk and out of it because I needed to drink to just like not I think, not deal with it. Yeah. I think what I what I did was I I asked to take a picture of the two of us, <laughs> of the mm. three of us oh, together, yeah, yeah. and your face was mortified, and I was just like. Happy. Okay, if we can find this photo, we should upload it on the <laughs> yeah. Instagram to encourage more people to follow. Yes, uh, yes, if we can find it. If we yeah, can no, find no, but it. like, so that was weird. Yeah. We've made peace with it and now we are like, fine. Yeah. Yeah, but like, there was something, like, so I'm trying to pass through the psychology of why is it that, like, I had, you know, it was just that thing of like, oh, God, there's enough drama with one. Do we really need right. another? Right. You know so, what so, I mean? so, 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 but don't you think that's interesting? Is like gay people then see themselves as problems? To the family unit Of course we do That they don't want to Then bring more yeah, of this Yeah of course huh. It's just like Extra trouble only one But it's, it's sucky that I mean I guess I can understand this But, no, but it's yeah. sucky to think That gay people This is where that They are at you Yeah know, with, well, with their own self Yeah right? yeah yeah I mean Kishin We are living in a world Where we are recording This episode On International Men's Day <laughs> So like Oh my god yeah. Yes It is International Correct. Men's Day So we're still living In this society Correct Yeah So in a world That still has International Men's Day yeah. You better believe That the gays Think that they are problems Yeah <laughs> no, But it's also The added psychology Here that Like You know like You don't necessarily Want to talk to At least in Singapore I noticed You don't necessarily Want to talk to your siblings About sexuality Oh good lord Right no, You no. don't Yeah it's weird Like not at a young age I think like it's, it's something that gets easier As you get older maybe I guess when, Easier yeah. Easier for but sure But it never stops being awkward Yeah Right Right. It's like I know my brother Listens to this podcast And I know I talk about sex On this podcast a lot Yeah But I just try not to go Go there when I when I when I yeah, that, yeah. I wonder if that's it. That the moment that you bring in a, a family member, people get averse to sex, and so yes. the thing just drops. Yes, including father, mother, grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you stop bringing. <laughs> You see, are you squirming now? Are you squirming now? Yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, it's just something something people don't want to talk about or think about, right? Right, so are you saying that that if people were more open to sex, forget the fact that it's heterosexual, homosexual, people were just more comfortable talking about sex, that this number will actually rise? Yeah, perhaps. Mm. I, I Because if you think about like the probably not small percentage of people in this pool who may identify as queer or be very queer-leaning, like mm. if even those people might go like, ugh. You know, like right. I, I don't want my younger my siblings to be gay right, or queer. Right, right, right. Another thought comes to mind, right, which mm. is like actually out of this demographic of young people between the age of eighteen to thirty-five, right? Like you said just now, yeah. You you don't doubt that the majority of them are straight. I don't doubt it, lah. Yeah, but something tells me, right, that like there is a comfort level amongst people in this generation. Um, to being very queer, even if you are heterosexual or if you are cisgender. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, sure. especially amongst the younger generation, there's a lot, there are a lot of people who, you know, it's like kind of not cool to be cishet anymore. Sure, yeah. So like, I think a lot of people, maybe this is not necessarily true in Singapore, but based mm. on what I'm observing online, there's a kind of like... Um, Enjoyment of the currency of queerness, oh, yes, for sure. even amongst the straights and the sisters, mm, mm. right? It's like straight people are now are now dealt with suspicion immediately. Correct. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That is that's very interesting, right? So I feel right. like you know, like maybe a lot of these people who responded in a way also felt kind of queer adjacent, right? Yeah, even oh, if they, even if they are not actually like queer in a traditional way of thinking about it, like you know, they may be straight people who have like you know straight men, for example, who have like a comfort level with wearing very soft feminine silhouettes, ah. you know, or like being a bit softer and more gentle and like you know more conventionally feminine. I see. You know who may who may listen to like queer artists. Okay. You know. 
Okay. You know what I mean? So I feel no, like I, do, I, do. I feel like culturally, like queerness has become kind of like a quite an attractive uh, currency. No, for Don't sure. You think? Uh, yeah. No, I, I I totally get that, and I can I I can understand that, especially with social media, mm. with so many. I think you brought up singers and artists, right? Yeah. So many of them are queer, correct? Right, and and people like their music anyway. So people are becoming more. People have more interactions with queerness, yeah, right. Like through, through social media, yeah. So so it becomes yeah. very easy to appreciate queerness for the spectrum that it is. People don't now think about gay men, for example, as just this one right. stereotype. No, but I think it's also this interesting thing of how so much culture now is produced on the internet, right? And I think for a very mm. long time, queers basically lived on the internet because it's the oh, only yeah. place where we could form communities. Be free, I guess. So in a way, queers are better at the internet than straights, <laughs> sure, right? And so I, I feel like that. a lot of the culture that's being produced today is kind of like. You know, got queer got, flavor. Got queer flavor, la, Like mm. from fashion to music, from the, mm. it, a lot of it comes from the queer underground. So yeah, I agree. I agree with you very much about this queer currency thing. But I think where it gets a little bit iffy mm. is where, uh, you have a family member that that it has same sex relationship because then you have to kind of deal with it. You have to deal with these problems. You have mm. to deal with the open inverted commas the burden of being gay, especially in Singapore, right? Uh, constantly in the house yeah constantly the in the house and so people just don't want yeah. to deal and with it that or contend very, with that yeah it could be very disruptive it necessitates conversation <laughs> conversation that people don't want to have with their family members exactly. but are very happy to have with people outside yeah. what does that say about us uh, goodness we are just like uh, arrested development or... actually, yeah. actually I, I, I say this with a critical tone but that's exactly how I am my family yeah I, I know I don't <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know this. I know. You are you you are just so yeah. impatient with your family. I'm very impatient. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't I would not want to have conversations like that with my family. At all. Yeah. But if let's say someone were to come out queer and proud, right? In your family. In my family. If someone were to come out queer and proud, I, I would I feel like, oh no. I, I would feel that I won't lie about that. I feel mm. like, oh shit, like we have to now deal with this for yes. like a better phrase, yes, right? Yes, but yes. Would I support that person? I actually would lay. Of course you would. Yeah. 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 If not, I wouldn't be your friend. Correct. <laughs> Yes. I mean, yes. anyway, I think overall, the results of this survey seem quite positive. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's a good thing in a country where we say we want a social barometer, right? Mm. Before we actually allow for 377A to be repealed or even consider the notion. Uh, okay, my eyes are rolling so hard. Eh? Not at what you're <laughs> saying, but at the, sure. at the sentiment. Mm. I mean, okay, first of all, this idea that younger people are more like supportive of the queers mm. this one is like duh yeah obviously and like, obviously have you been like, on social media I mean one yeah. of the things lo- one of the things people keep saying is we just need to wait for a few generations to die before we can get 377 right I mean the thing that irritates me about this is that we shouldn't have to wait yep you know for like majoritarian like interest to shift in our favour to get like Right? Amen. Yeah. And like that's the thing that irritates me about surveys like this, right? Which mm. is like I know that there's a kind of sociological function here and there's a kind of like um, you know, uh data gathering thing here, but it's just like the implicit suggestion of these surveys is that oh, we are taking the we're taking the measure on these things so that mm. we can like support certain policy decisions. So, you know, it's like saying that the youngs are kind of pro-gay, mm. supports a position that goes, we should be a bit more conservative and we should be slower to change because there are substantial older uh, portions of our society who are, still, still, resistant, who are uh. still very resistant. And so, as with all things, which is the government position, right? As yeah. in, when it comes to this issue, we need to have measured change. We need to take our time. Right. You know, we mustn't rush into things. And so, I feel like, you know, as positive as this survey is, it just kind of leans into that sort of like thinking until the youngs become a substantial kind of like political um, a demographic, a politically powerful demographic, it's not going to matter. Do you know what I mean? Which would only happen when the generation before us Yeah, when we are old la. and crusty. Um, you I, know? I guess. And it's like, do we want to wait till we, Kishin, you and I, are old and crusty for like change to come? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, because like, you know... We, no, I, I get what you're saying. And to add on to that point, right, I think what sometimes these surveys do, and I, I get very scared by this, is that certain groups of people in Singapore, they see this, this shift, right? And they go like, oh no, mm. we need to do something. And then mm. they start to ah. hammer down mm. and, they, and they go 
so far onto Correct. one side and they go like, oh my god, oh my god, this is happening. Yeah, we need yeah. to do something. We need to come together. Moral panic. Yeah, uh. yeah this moral but panic. So, so interestingly too, moral panic tends to be a phenomenon that accrues around youth culture. So it's like, if a, if a survey comes out that says a whole bunch of young people are very pro-gay, very pro-queer, yeah. then it, it, you know, like it leans into this sense of moral panic that like the future of our nation is in jeopardy because Correct. these are the people who are going to take over. Sure. So it actually like, potentially adds ammo to um you know to these other groups of people like uh, more conservative yeah. older generations yes right? yes so that's all very irritating yeah so that's what i'm kind of yeah. a little bit afraid of i mean like should this data exist i guess but like yeah. you know the way it's reported you know tends to kind of like support the status quo really mm. which is very irritating like, but the, and there's another but thing about no yeah. sis I think the status quo that we feel may be very different from the status quo that other people feel right I mean we've experienced this before I remember in the oh goodness what election was it the 2015 election or something mm. like that I, I blotted it from my memory right yeah. I, I, I was looking at my Facebook feeds when I had Facebook and I was like oh my god this is going to go a certain way I'm so happy it's going right, to go right, right, and right, then right. things went totally the other way and I was just shell-shocked and yeah. I realised I was living in right. some sort of freaking bubble correct so I think with status quo, we all live in our own bubble mm. and different people might be having a different conversation or going like, oh my God, this is such a surprise. This is not the reality I live in. Perhaps. So it's very good that this mm. reflects you know, yes, 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 yes. some okay, sort yeah. of reality. I'm just a crusty, cynical old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, I'm, I'm so crusty and cynical that like if a survey came up to me and asked if I was okay with the queers or the gays, I'd be like, no, I fucking hate them. <laughs> So like I would have added like a negative Girl. um kind of color to yeah, this la, survey. You, you yeah. would bring the percentage down, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the thing that ultimately bothers me about this is that I fucking hate that you know queer identity is this thing that constantly needs to be measured and assessed, mm, and that and, and that our fundamental humanity and people's comfort levels with the fact that we exist need to constantly be measured. Yeah, uh, I find that. You know, often quite humiliating if mm. I'm if I'm being honest. Yes, yes, it that, is. And every time there's a big national brouhaha about gay rights in this country, I feel honestly humiliated that this thing that is, you know, my desire and the way that I want to live is this thing that gets like debated in public as a, a sort of topic. It's yeah. like it's not a topic. This is my life. Exactly. You know what I mean? So and, and so this, you know, surveys like this you know, empirical as they are, like, tend to have this sort of quality to me. Where you are irritated in this, right? I actually find this very amusing. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, mm. but because, you know, like, yes, you are talking about my life, you know, you're talking about my life as a queer person and I, I just think that it is, it is a bit hilarious that you don't see me as a person. Hello, I'm, I, this is how I live my life, mm. you know? To, for you to think that that this is something to be to be debated. Yes. That, 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 that this is this is um a, a behavior that needs to be controlled. Mm. It's ridiculous because you are so blind. Yeah. You know, so I find this amusing. Right, right, right. Yeah. I suppose it is quite funny. Yeah. It is quite funny that like, you know, we in 2021, we're still asking people, hey, do you, are you willing to be friends with queers? Huh? <laughs> yeah. funny, I mean, if right? you if you if you boil like, it down to huh? Yeah la. When you boil it, when you boil it down to that, it's actually quite funny, right? <laughs> it's it's very like, funny. I was like, uh, no, uh, I don't, I don't like any friends with queer. I don't like queer friends. <laughs> it's like, uh, actually, if I told you the your hairstyle, it's like, oh uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> For me, like every time I think of these surveys, I think about the surveys of older demographics that mm. get trotted out every once in a while mm. in strategic times, usually at a period where gay rights are in the news. Right? Mm. Suddenly, some IPS survey will come out that goes, actually, a lot of old people still think queers are gross. You yeah. Know? Th- this actually yeah. came out <clears> in this article. They, 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 they put it together they go like oh well younger people feel this way older people still feel this way yeah, yeah. and I, I, I it's strange to me that like you know we live in a world with a relatively liberal trajectory for better or for worse right <laughs> and somehow in this country like acquiring to the stodgy beliefs of the old mm. is seen as a value sure it's seen as something that's like meritous yeah. you know what I mean respect your elders la. I mean I, does it come from that or is it like you know the cynical crusty part of me just goes clearly there's some sort of like political quality to this where you know you, sure. don't, you don't want to alienate you know a certain kind of like voter it, yeah a voter base right I mean like I have a fantasy scenario in my head right do for tell like, what happens if one day the government completely and utterly alienates its conservative voter base right oh dear. like and you know you kind of sort of see it with like you know the vaccine the situation the vaccine va- situation and certain kinds of 
sectors of our society, let's put it that way, yes. who ha- are going like, oh, the government is so fucking authoritarian yeah. and they're so like, you know... I uh, still need to go NTUC. Ah, correct, correct, correct. Mm. It's like, how can you treat us like this, huh? right? Uh, and like, these people also tend to be like homophobic people. Correct. So like, the fantasy... Got the, correlation. Ah, correct, correct. The fantasy scenario in my head is like, what if the government one day just decided, you know what, like, fuck these people, let's pivot to the gays. <laughs> Let us pivot to get the queer vote. Pivot gay. Pivot. Can you imagine the Singapore government pivoting oh gay? It would be amazing. It's like, wow, the national chingay becomes a literal gay pride parade. <laughs> huh? Can you imagine? Finally, like, Lee Sin Long. Yeah, NAC, the National sense. Arts Council, <laughs> starts like funding gay bars. Oh my God. I mean, like they're throwing raves. Gay bars are yeah, the best bars. Like NAC is putting money into rave. The STB putting money into like queer raves. <gasps> A pride parade. A pride parade. Oh my god. Yeah, like a fetish store in like I mean, we, we, uh, we in put, Raffle City. We put this energy out into the world. Let us confess it. Let's, let us release it. Let us release it. <laughs> Let's manifest Let's it. Let's manifest it. Pivot gay. Pivot gay. P-A-P. Pivot gay. P-A-P. Pivot gay. Time for lukewarm takes. Ooh. We're two elder millennials. That's us. Talk about something that's happening in the world today. Uh, mm. uh, What's on the chopping block, Joel? Regret. Are you a regret? Uh? Regret. We're going to talk about regrets, regrets. after oh. the great Edith Piaf. No. Rien de rien. Rien de rien. Je ne regret rien. I regret I nothing. It. I love it. I, I love regret it. nothing. That's mm. not true of my life. Oh, it's, is it it's, true of your life? Do you regret things in your life? I do. I do regret things. So the one thing I regret in my life, and I think you helped me jog my memory with this, is being uh, drunk and mean to people. Oh, mm. yeah. So no, 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 no. No, you want to clarify that thought a bit. <laughs> you want to clarify. It's not just about being drunk and mean. Yeah. It's like you, when you, you drink, clarify for when me? you, Kishin Kuma Singh, yes. drink past a certain threshold. That's true. You yes, become, yes. it's like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I become someone else. You are like, yeah. wow, some inner fucking monster comes it's out. It's true. Leh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do become this person. And most of the time, unfortunately, I don't remember it. No, you black out. You know, it truly is Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. That is great because Correct. he also doesn't remember, yes. right? But so you yeah. know who remembers? Yeah, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> because also you tend because to be mean to me. Yeah. No, you also tend to be very mean to correct, me when correct. you get drunk. Correct, correct. I am, I am. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I love you a lot. Yes. So I don't know. La. It's yeah. easier to hurt the people you love. It truly is. It truly is. Because truly. you also know the pain points. Correct, I do. I know the pain points. Dear listeners. <laughs> Once in a gay club, I believe it was taboo. Oh, uh, yeah. Kishin and I came to Fisticuffs. That's a good F word. Fisticuffs. Oh my god, we really we did. We came to Fisticuffs because this motherfucker got we so drunk. Yeah. Okay, there's a long story time. Are you ready? Listen to story time. Story time. <laughs> in 2011, sorry to make this about me, Kishin, by no, the way. No, go for it. In 2011, yeah. like, I premiered my play, Family Outing. That was my mm, professional debut. Correct. You don't need to know anything about this play family outing except Except. that at the climactic emotional moment (laughs) oh yes like the protagonist who Mm. is narrating this play from beyond the grave correct um dies like he decides to release himself and go into the afterworld and how and how pray tell does he do it i did not write this in the stage direction okay in fact my stage directions were the protagonist gets on the couch and falls asleep and disappears right Ah. beautiful stage direction lovely lovely in that production Mm. An origami swan boat <laughs> comes out from stage right. Let's take a moment for that st- to sit with that statement. An origami swan boat. A <laughs> massive origami swan boat comes out from massive, stage right. Massive, massive. In the background, Coldplay's Living La Vida oh is playing. It just, thum, got, thum, it just thum, got better. Thum, thum, thum. There's dried ice smoke coming out. Oh, Chinese wedding. This... <laughs> Paper origami boat comes. This origami swan comes in the middle of the stage. The protagonist gets onto it. And sails away. And sails away. <sighs> and then he waves at the audience. Oh. And the audience doesn't know whether to laugh or clap or yeah. cry. No, truly. And this play goes on to, like, on all the theatre review blocks that year, <laughs> was listed as the most what-the-fuck play of the year. Okay? That's all you need to know. The context for this moment where Kishin and I... <laughs> Gone to fifty cars. Oh my god! Because why, Kishin? You don't even oh, remember. Do you? Remember? No, I do remember ah, okay. because I said that a student of mine said that that was the only part of the play that he remembered. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then you got from where I where I was standing, you got irrationally upset. Not irrationally. <laughs> 
It's not irrational. <laughs> you got irrational. I'm saying, like, sis, it's okay. I mean, it is what it is. No. And then, then you got very angry no, 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 and no. I got angry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because you were drunk enough. So when you get this drunk, right, you <sighs> become very mean and yeah, you I like do. to push my buttons. No, I do. I and do. you know yeah. exactly which button to press. Exactly. Yeah. So you with, press my with, origami swan button. With surgical precision. Yes, with <laughs> surgical precision. When you become drunk, you become fucking precise. Yeah. <laughs> and you started pushing my swan, origami swan button. Mm, correct. So of course I got angry. Yeah. And then we, like, the, the tension escalated. We actually fought, you yes, know. Yes, we fought. We punched each other. Like, did I grab your glasses or did you gra- grab mine? You I grabbed my glasses. I grabbed your glasses and, and you flung them on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we were both... I think we were like... Uh, no, I don't think we were pulled out of the club. No, no, no. Yeah, you, but we, you left. I left, yeah. And then I chased after you and then you got into a cab and then I yelled something I don't like... I not this part. And oh. then I yelled something like, <laughs> Yes, run! <laughs> <laughs> it was very stupid. Oh my god, how old were we? Oh my, 2011? Uh. No lah, this was a year after lah, 2012. 12, so how la. old were we? Fucking 25, 10 years ago. We were 25, 26, we were children. We were children. We were children. Yeah, but it was the beginning of a long and twisted friendship. <laughs> you know, you know. I think when the fight broke out, right, nobody actually thought no. they were in any danger. No, 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 no. It was not one of those fights where people made a ring around yeah. us. People just no. looked at us and went, I like, yeah. <laughs> In fact, it was so <laughs> insignificant that we weren't even bounced out by the bouncers. Nobody, I think, took yeah. to, uh, no. recalled this. I think our friend Takuma was there. Yeah, Takuma, <laughs> if you're listening, you were there, you witnessed it, and then you just went, what the fuck? And then you walked away. Correct. Another another fight when you were similarly drunk. Yeah. Well, we weren't fighting, but I fought, I fought with a bouncer at a club because of you. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, yes, it was yes, Halloween. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Halloween, I think, 2013. 2012, 2013. We were still university, so it can't be 2013. No, it 2010. was pre. It was 2010, pre. 2010, 2010, yeah. yeah. Halloween 2010. Yeah. You were dressed in a toga because uh, no remember. imagination. <laughs> I was Amy Winehouse. You were? I was Amy Winehouse. Oh, pretty good, yeah. Pretty good, Amy It Winehouse. was lovely. Thank you. You got so drunk, you could not move. I couldn't. You were blackout catatonic. And then, like, I dragged you to this area outside, played a gay club. Yeah. Uh, there were some tables outside at the time and I mm. put you there, right? And then yeah. this bouncer comes up to me and goes like, bro, this guy cannot be here. <laughs> bro, you gotta move him, man. Bro, you gotta move him. I'm just like, what the fuck do you want me to do? He cannot move. And he's like, bro, you don't need to take that tone with me. Bro, I'm just trying to... I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I got into this like incredibly tense altercation with this very big bouncer. Wow, power to you. Yeah. And in the end, he backed off. I just want you to know He backed off Sister Yeah and then I dragged you away Amazing You crapped yourself I did I crapped myself You crapped yourself <laughs> I'm not afraid to put this on Like public record I, I'm not afraid for you it to be On public yourself. record Yeah I did And then later I went back to the bouncer And said I'm very sorry about what happened <laughs> Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was like it. Bro it's okay I understand, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Oh that's very nice yeah. of you But anyway This is not about me It's about you <laughs> With this one thing about you getting drunk, actually, yeah, it covers it, a lot yeah, of things. It implicates me a lot, but yeah, yeah please because you are on. always yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you are always there. Yeah, but do carry yeah. on. Do carry on. <laughs> are we? Are we done? Yeah, I'm done. We're done. We're done. done. I could list a few more, but let's. Thanks, not. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yes, like like Joel very colorfully illustrated. There's a lot of times where I just go into this very weird state, and we can talk about why we go into this weird state for the entire night but that's not the point mm-hmm. but yeah the point is I don't remember and I always do something stupid or something silly happens something terrible happens and the next day I just wake up with this feeling of holy crap something really bad happened is and it regret if you don't remember it so yeah I, I, s- sometimes I but, but I know deep down something has happened so mm. there, is, there is a sentiment of what I would say is really regret mm. and I, I would text people I go like oh my god what happened mm. or sometimes I know that I've hurt someone mm. but I don't exactly know what I've said mm. yeah most time it's you la. <laughs> correct correct <laughs> correct correct I've been a recipient of this a lot la, a lot la. Mm. yeah oh, our, thanks. Our, mm. our friendship is very strong <laughs> yeah if we can survive like uh, getting to fights with bouncers oh my god sister yeah, I think this is a long time friendship it's a long, long time, time friendship, friendship. Like, it's a podcast kind ah, correct correct correct, correct. <laughs> What about mm. you, sis? What are some of your regrets? Actually, related to this, <laughs> I regret being mean and bitchy to people, but not drunk. <laughs> so just just mean and bitchy? No, yeah, there was a point in time in my life, I think yeah. not even too long ago, when I think I cultivated 
what I thought was a personality by being very cutting and bitchy. Right. Yeah. I, I think it started when I was... I think it's the kind of young gay thing that we mistake being bitchy for a personality. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And mm. also, like, it doesn't help that I'm very good with my words. Yeah. You know? So I can talk circles around people. Definitely. And when I learned that I had this power in secondary school... Mutant. Where I could read... Yeah, it was like a mutant power, right? Because like X-Men. You truly... Yeah. I learned very early in life that I could humiliate people with my words. Wow. And that became this weird sort of like power. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you use wantonly. Uh. Yeah. That I use wantonly. You know, and then like even more recently, I feel like, you know, it's something that I may have deployed strategically to kind of like gain leverage. Gain leverage with people. Girl. Yeah. And I kind of regret that. So like, yeah, in more recent times, I'm trying to kind of back away from that and go like, actually, that's not who I am or who I want to be. But if it is your power or let's say like a gift, right? Mm. That is something that you have harnessed. Why feel regretful? No, but I feel criticality is different than hurting people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think you can be critical without hurting people. Right. Yeah. Right. But so I it's th- how you use it. Yeah, there's a part of me that in a kind of like Harry Potter Septum Sempra way, <laughs> enjoy lacerating people with my words. Wow. Because it's like often the only power I have. That's a very specific yes. reference. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Okay. I know that we may have gotten some clap back from our previous episode for going into a deep dive about Harry Potter. Whatever. But there's no way that our small influence is going to get like JK Rowling no la, yeah, demonetized. It, it's, so fine. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what I regret. I think like I regret that even now some people think like recently someone just said to me like oh Joe like I, I, I miss you being on social media because like, I just miss like your bitchy takes. I was just like oh. Oh. Because I thought that, you you know, I kind of backed away from that. But apparently some okay. people still think I'm a bitch. I think that that's very interesting that mm. people think you're a bitch. And I, I can see why. Because if, <laughs> if not, <laughs> I can see why people think you're a bitch. <laughs> if they don't know, if they don't know you, I guess you're your, the fact that you're very critical can come across as very cutting, you know, and very mean. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. We've known each other for ages. I've known you to be a bitch for like like before. But I think you've totally toned down like crazy yeah because there's no point <laughs> really there's no point being a bitch yeah. there's no point okay let me just tell you something right like I re- I got an email yesterday saying that I was not I did not receive the Young Artist Award that I was nominated this year but I didn't get it oh they send you a uh, sorry they no send you email a, uh. they send you a curt PDF letter going like sorry you didn't get it <laughs> I'm just like oh okay I guess I'm sort of like paying some sort of penance wow. for being such a bitch and I accept it. Singapore wow. government, you don't give me the young artist award, it's fine. It's terrible. I went after Teo Chihen and I posted about it. It's terrible, that's where your yeah. mind you where see, your mind goes. You know, meeting Teo Chihen at your doorstep huh? and having a conversation with him is one thing. But then when you go and post about it on Facebook, it's another, that's another thing. It, it's taking young artists award kind correct, of correct. thing yeah. away. Yeah, but yeah. it's like I think like that operation is basically what I would define as bitchiness. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. And then like sort of like justifying bitchiness as a sort of like um, public service, mm. that is a whole no, like, level of narcissism. That's a whole yeah. level of like you're so, an So yeah, I actually, re- I actually regret how fucking narcissistic I am. Mm. Yeah, I really do. I really do. I really do. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool, mm, cool, thanks. cool, cool, cool. And you have any yeah, more regrets? I got, I got another mm. one. I got another yeah, one yeah. That, that, that came to mind as we were recording this and it's, I think we've talked about this already on the, on the podcast is that I, I regret not taking the time to get close with my in own Indian heritage or to, mm, to learn correct. my own Indian heritage or yes. to be acquainted with it a little bit better when I was younger. Mm. I took time only in my mid-twenties to do that. And I don't know. I, I don't feel it has the same flavor because now it feels like learning. Mm. I think I missed out I missed out on a lot of who I am because of this. And right. relationships I could build with family members, like right. with my grandparents, for example didn't know anything about them, which is horrible, you know? I, I think it's horrible at the, right, at the very right, right. least. Yeah. So that's something that I truly 100% regret, more so than the drunken debauchery I've been in. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> as a Chinese, no comment. Oh, oh I see, mm-hmm. I see. No, also as a recipient of yeah. the drunken debauchery. Yeah, yeah, as a recipient of the drunken debauchery, <laughs> no comment, no comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so that, that's a big regret. And mm. I... I and, I don't I don't know I don't know how to overcome this regret like it is what it is law. Yeah, it's past and I just I just have to move forward and do the best I can. The interesting thing about regret is that when we first started we we were talking before we started recording about like how to do this episode, right? Like Kishin actually said he has no regrets. Yeah. It took him a very long time to come up with even those it two did. regrets, which yeah. you know, I feel is interesting <laughs> because for me it just poured out. <laughs> Just pour no, out. See, uh, let me explain why why <laughs> why it took so long to to figure out my regrets is that I think regret is a very deep and very 
very profound emotion, you know? Yeah. So for me to feel that way about something, right? I, I don't. I don't feel so deep and profound about something that that maybe I didn't do or really? whatever. Does nothing haunt you that way? Ha- no, nothing haunts me that way, does except perhaps the cultural thing. Like, right. That, that's perhaps yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing. And, and when I ask, where do you feel regret in your body? Where do I feel regret? Yeah, in my when body? you feel regret, where do you feel it? So, so physically, when I think about the culture thing, right, I put it in my gut and my heart. Like, same, yeah, I feel it same. here. It's yeah. like a guttural feeling, right? Yeah. It's like almost pelvic. Very, yeah, <laughs> very, very queasy, very yeah, yeah, like yeah. gas suddenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that feeling? But yeah, it's a it's a kind of stuckness, right? Yeah, Re- regret manifests as a fall. It's, it's it's almost as if like in the stream of life, there's a rock blocking something because sure. that's where like paths may have split, but they didn't. Yeah, but right? see. And, and that, that's the that's the reason why I probably don't feel regret very much because when paths split, I understand that when I'm at those crossroads, I make a decision. Right, right, right. right. You know, so it's a decision that I, at the time of making it, I'm aware. Mm. So to regret feels pointless. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that's why I don't hold on to these yeah. things very much. But the reason why regret and resentment sit on the same side, two sides of the same coin mm. is because like regret, like if you don't turn it in on yourself, becomes a question of blame. Huh. You know what I mean? So like, actually, one of the pro- most profound regrets of my life is like my entire twenties. Oh, you know, yeah. I, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I look back at those ten years where I was so utterly and completely like mired in self-loathing, yeah, shame, and like I didn't like have any sex, and like I was suspicious of other people and gay men. Yeah, everything right. It's like wow. Actually, looking back at that from the age of the the plum over age of thirty-four, I'm just like that was unnecessary. Mm. That was so utterly and completely unnecessary. Mm. And like the thing is, like when I, I it's like I I regret it so much because it's like it's so utterly stunted who I am today. I yep. can see it. I can actually trace all of my hang-ups sure. today to those 10 years of being so utterly miserable. Right. And like, then who do you even begin to blame for that? And, yeah, no, yeah. I agree. But you see, you regret it because now you are in your mid-30s and you can look back and you can see this, right? Correct. So with this, right, I wonder if it's very useful to regret anything because we can only regret no, things after no, no, we age, right? No, regret is not, like nostalgia, regret is not a useful emotion. Yeah, it's not. An, it's not. It's, it doesn't drive you to do anything, right? Well, you I don't know. No. Okay, okay. Regret can lead to improvement. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you regret an aspect of yourself that you ref- when you reflect on it, you go, Oh, you know, I've hurt all these people, I've hurt myself. Like you can resolve another good R word sure. to then like change. Sure. Right? But it, it, I think it takes more than just regret to then make you want to do something, makes you want to be no carry on an action to get better. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just regret. I, I don't know. I it, think regret is a very profound emotion though. Sure, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But I just think like you don't want to feel regret at the end of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to feel regret when you're like at this age. Yeah. When you can actually <laughs> so look back. So you can back, actually do ah, something about it. You can it look back and do something about but it. I, but yeah. see, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think everybody with regret can do something about it. I think some people when they feel regret, right, uh, just become yeah, yeah, yeah. despondent, yeah, yeah, yeah. depressed. Yeah, yeah. And so I think regret plus something else. Regret plus the possibility of change. Yeah. So it's like the most profound sort of regret, right? It's the kind where like you say something horrible to someone and then they say they die that kind. Oh, uh, yeah. That kind is like, well, I cannot. Yeah. Well, you can resolve to never do that again. Sure. Yeah. But but then you have to live with the fact that you cannot apologize to that person mm, correct, anymore. Right. Yeah, long. Past the point where I feel like, you know, like all these regrets that we share in life, right? We just need to like go through this like practice of releasing. Yeah. Really release, release regret. Release, Interesting that you say release. this release thing. Mm. I was, I, I was like, thinking like, we can actually overcome regret with all these mental gymnastics if we tell ourselves like, oh, you know, it's fine. I'll just never do it again even though this person died. So it's mental gymnastics and you yeah. just protecting yourself, yeah, yeah. right? So kill The la. worst people are the ones who do bad things but don't regret. Yeah. Uh, oh my crack, God. Crack. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I was very close to being that person la, just now where I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so glad that <laughs> Until I... Until you reminded yeah, me. La. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I've managed to reflect you out of that. Alright, it's time for Bite Size Science. Mm-hmm. It's the segment in which our resident science expert, Kishan Kumar Singh, gives us some bite sized signs to help mm. us all get through 21st century living. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so glad it's called Bite Size Science because today we're talking about TikTok food challenges. Oh, a neighbor. A neighbor indeed. <laughs> a neighbor. A neighbor. It's truly a neighbor. <laughs> Wait, what do you say? TikTok? TikTok food challenges. Wow. So, the point of reference I have zero no not really because yeah. I don't have TikTok I actually hate the form okay we know very this very yeah. irritating yeah. and yeah. you are off social media so I have no idea why we are commenting on this <laughs> so because TikTok food challenges is basically a thing where people do challenges with food items on TikTok and the challenges are really stupid okay and today we're going to talk about three challenges 
And the chances are not only stupid, they're actually harmful to health and people don't know it. To the point that it's, it can actually take your life. You know, right. it can actually cause your life. Right. So, it, uh, it, it, yeah, it can actually kill you. You know, okay. that's what I'm trying to say. So, so it can be very bad. So, okay. I'm, I'm going to talk about three of these TikTok food challenges and I'm going to explain using science. 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 <laughs> why you, you should not do them and why people think that this is actually helpful in some ways. You know, what, As in what, think that the challenges are helpful? Yeah, so for one of the challenges, people think that it's helpful and so okay. they do it. So I'm just going to prove. I'm okay. going to be like this big party pooper. Right. As I, I guess as a caveat here, I do want to say to all our Gen Z listeners, all three of you, hey, like, hi. don't cancel us. <laughs> and maybe sometimes it's okay to listen to your elders. Correct. Yeah, sometimes it's better to listen, listen to, to auntie. Yeah, listen to auntie. Correct. Uh, don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> that's how our that's how human civilization has survived so many years. Literally, like, yeah. pass down word pass of down, mouth. Hey, don't mouth. put your mouth. Uh, uh, <laughs> that one, don't eat. Poison. Poison. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the first food challenge is the garlic challenge. Oh, I do love a good garlic challenge. Yes. So you know what the garlic challenge entails? No, no. People leave <laughs> a clove of raw peeled garlic up each of their nostrils. For twenty to thirty minutes, okay. What? I'm peeled, huh? So, uh, uh, sorry, peeled raw peeled garlic. They just shove it out their nostrils. Shove it out their nostrils for twenty to thirty minutes. Now, when they remove the cloves, okay, after these twenty to thirty they minutes, use it right? Test for COVID. No, <laughs> what? A thick stream of mucus just runs down, okay. And TikTokers do this right, claiming that it uh, that it's not dangerous. And it is done to clear out your sinuses or relieve nasal congestion. So people are like, oh, my sinuses are all blocked up. You know, oh, I have this and that, this and that. So people say, oh, just shove a, a clove of raw peeled garlic up each of your nostrils and wait 20, 30 minutes and everything will be fine. You are kidding. Yeah. No, I, there are videos on this on YouTube. Okay. People just, it's ridiculous. Wow. And people, people are like, so like, oh my God, it works. It works. Because it, it kind of looks really believable. Yeah. When there's a flow... Yeah, it's re- <laughs> really a flow like, and huh. it's disgusting to look. Okay, so I first want to talk about why people are so quick to believe this, right? So I think you already know this. Garlic is a well-known health food. Correct. Right? There's so many like different vitamins, antiparasitic, yeah. antifungal. I think there's even mention of it in my research. Right? There's mention of garlic in the Bible and the Quran. Eh? That it was used to give strength to people. Yeah, because like... like to laborers. Your, uh, it was given to laborers. It your breath very bad. Yeah. I, I, then I, had, I had to wonder, is it why garlic is used to to like stave off vampires I'm pretty sure there's a there's a correlation right? there there's yeah. a link here from like the biblical or the yeah, Quranic yeah, 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 to yeah. these de- demons right especially raw garlic yeah, yeah. Raw garlic. so it's like oh very have interesting have you ever eaten raw garlic I have, it just I lo- burns on the way down yes, right it yeah. burns on the way down and that sister that mm. is why it works okay so the garlic does not relieve your sinuses or any sort of congestion so the reason it works is because garlic is very caustic and it irritates your yes. nostrils <laughs> So it's like, girl, it's burning you. Yeah. So they put it up their nostrils for 20, 30 minutes. The mucous membrane in the nose is basically inflamed, going, what the fuck is this? And then they start producing a whole bunch of mucus. So that's the first thing, right? Mm. Mucus production increases because you've jammed something up this nose, up, up your nostril. Secondly, why does it produce a stream? Because you have blocked the path yep. for the mucus to come out. So for 20 yep. to 30 minutes, it's just collecting. You, you could have stuck like an eraser up there <laughs> would have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just collecting. And so when they remove it, there's this very dramatic flow of mucus up from the nostrils and they think, oh my God, it's working. Wow. Sister, it's not. Do we know who originated this challenge? No idea. But wow. it's why, like people do it all the time. And, and, but um, do they report like, feeling better they report feeling better they report feeling initially like oh yeah it feels like very uh, at least on the tiktoks i've watched on youtube lah, they go like oh the, my nose feels very good i can yeah. breathe better i mean like if you've had a clove of garlic up your nose for 30 minutes of course when you take it out you're gonna feel better yes great it's all relative it's you've right been breathing through your mouth for yeah. the past 30 minutes so doctors are saying please don't do this because yeah it irritates your line it's very caustic yeah. if you do this too often what happens is that the chemicals from the garlic will eat into your mucous membrane and cause bleeding so it's really bad so you might not just bleed uh, you might not just spew out mucus you might spew out blood <laughs> I, I, I will say that this is probably true of putting a number of things up your nose oh no yeah. yes. anything it, yeah. in a small tight space insufflation <laughs> is just not it's not key insufflation yes. is not good for you no no I agree, yeah, I agree. You, so- need to, you need to go in there with a neti pot <laughs> you need to go in with a yes, neti pot clean to clean it out clean it out yeah 
so yeah so so this one everybody i mean even if i talk talk about it now and people who are thinking about doing it here my voice and what i'm saying i don't know if i will convince yeah, okay. people Kishin, we don't have that big a platform we don't but, yeah. but i don't think anybody finds us this persuasive <laughs> <laughs> people don't but there was there was some reports right if, if so far what haven't it dissuaded you from doing this right maybe this will so some doctors have have reported that people instead of taking out the clove of garlic oh, right no, accidentally no. inhale it inhale oh! one of it and it blocked the oh! pathway yeah and then they had to go to the emergency room to like tweeze it out or whatever oh. can you imagine the pain the person must feel no but because I remember, it's very raw yeah. inside like. my younger brother once you know do you remember like um these toys they used to sell called crash dummies yeah, yeah. I where they, where, oh my like, god! Yeah, that like they were these dummies that when you press a button, their whole like their yeah. limbs would fly apart. Yeah, fly apart. So he once inhaled the head <gasps> of a crash dummy. Inhaled, inhaled it. He, he got it stuck up his nose, and he had to go to the doctor to get it tweezed out. Fuck! Did yeah. it hurt? I don't know, but did he like was there like a flow of mucus after? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> right? Mm. Basically, jamming anything up there will cause this desired effect. Yeah. So, just don't, don't do, do it. it. It's so stupid. That is... I mean, yeah. Next one is... Is the cinnamon slash nutmeg oh, challenge. Oh, I've heard of this one. Girl, I, I'll talk about the cinnamon challenge first, okay? So, the cinnamon challenge is a viral trend, okay? That dared people to eat an entire spoonful of cinnamon... Ground cinnamon. Cinnamon powder, essentially, in one bite while being recorded on video la. Oh, I've seen it on YouTube before. So yeah. this was a YouTube challenge before it was a TikTok challenge. I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess I guess you're right. So in video, people, when they put the cinnamon powder into their mouth, like a spoonful of cinnamon powder, what happened was that they immediately spewed it out. So this whole like cloud of cinnamon will be around them. And then they start coughing and they look like they're in pain. They're very uncomfortable. And all you hear is just the friends laughing around them because it's like a prank. You know, it's like a big ass prank, right? Right. So while... Yeah, it, it's good laughs and everything. When you do the research, it's actually fucking dangerous. So cinnamon has chemicals that cause your throat, mouth, and tongue to burn. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, to burn. Mm. Okay, so so it, so this is why they're reacting in such a terrible, like they're so uncomfortable and they look like they're in pain, probably because they are, because they put such a huge amount in their mouth. The other thing that's very dangerous is that the powder sucks up water very quickly. Yes. So it dries up your mouth and your tongue and your throat. And as it dries up and takes away moisture, it clumps up. And the clumps will roll back into your throat and possibly cause you to choke. Which is why you start coughing. <gasps> okay? And the coughing leads to the most dangerous thing. Cinnamon is a tree bark, right? It's, it's, it's essentially a tree bark. Yes. And it's cellulose. So when you cough, your airways open, the powders go into your lungs, and cellulose is very bad for your lung tissue. It can cause hypersensitive... Uh, people who are sensitive to it can basically go into some sort of... Uh, can go into some sort of uh, asthma attack. Okay, they, they can start coughing. They can have a violent reaction. The powder itself with the cellulose can cause inflammation, thickening of the lung tissue, scarring, and your lungs can just fail. So if you do this many, many times, you start to accumulate the powder in your lungs. All this can happen over time oh and your lungs God. just fail. Right? Kids, oh my god. Kids don't know this. That's so scary. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I'm seeing a lot of people try this and they're coughing and suffering, I'm not going to do it. So that's the cinnamon challenge. Now, adjacent to this is the nutmeg challenge, which is more recent. And I think you will get excited about this. So nutmeg is also... Uh, nutmeg. Uh, the, in the nutmeg challenge, it's also a powder. Okay, it's also a powder. And because it's a powdered substance, ground nutmeg, right? Mm. The same sort of dangers apply. Okay, with the whole like uh, drying out of the mouth, choking, getting into your lungs, it's it's still dangerous because it's a powdered substance. Sounds kind of sexual. Yeah, huh? not gonna lie. Huh? Not bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but it's sexual, but and in a very, very, very big but. This is very exciting. Instead of ingesting the powder, what kids are doing is that they put like two teaspoons or or whatever amount, uh, and they mix it with milk or water. And so this prevents the choking, right? Yeah, they yeah, mix yeah. it milk and water and then they drink it. The reason they are so... In, they really want it in their system is because nutmeg powder in very high amounts can make you high. Ah! <laughs> wait! Uh, get, wait, get me to the nearest apothecary. <laughs> what kind of high? Get thee to the nearest apothecary. Get thee to the nerd. Get thee to the nutmegary. Wait, what kind of high? What let's kind of talk high? about it. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about it. So according to teens who have done this, right? So on, on they do this on 
the idea is that they do it on TikTok and then they, they video their reactions, okay? So according to teens, consuming a general mix of two tablespoons of ground nutmeg in water is said to give you a hallucinogenic high equivalent to that of LSD. Nah, I don't believe that. People who've tried this experience a nutmeg high and their experiences range from walls melting and moving in a uh, walls moving in a wave type motion to according to them a regular marijuana high okay so they just feel like they, they're on weed so ki- the kids are doing this to just experience the high okay and the science checks out so I, I went to search on it so, the so science- nutmeg is a hallucinogenic yeah nutmeg basically has psychoactive substances it has two leh not one but two leh buy one get one free it has this uh, two chemicals that are called uh, myristicin and elamycin they are both psychoactive substances that directly affect the brain in fact elamycin enhances myristicin's effect so it's well documented that nutmeg has been used in not just medicine in Southeast Asia. It's used in, it was used long ago in Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, yes, and, and yes, Singapore. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, and the Malaya region, not Singapore, of course. And uh, it's also been used as a drug in many places. Uh, like It's used as a hashish replacement in e- <gasps> Egypt. And it's chewed or snuffed with tobacco in India. So it does give you a high. Are you telling me? You got nutmeg or not? Yes, I actually <laughs> have whole nutmeg. Yeah, not the ground stuff. So whole nutmeg, which makes a better powder. Yeah, should, sure. we, should we do some? No. Do some. See, the thing Let's is, get high, dude. <laughs> why this is dangerous? Oh, and uh. with anything, okay, I mean, any sort of drug, why it becomes dangerous is because people are self-medicating, right? You know, and with anything, we don't know how we take to specific drugs because we all take the specific drugs differently, right? Yeah. So there were. There are three instances here that I'm gonna that I'm gonna relate. Uh, all these people did the same amount of nutmeg. Okay, so an 18 year old went to the hospital. Okay, with heart palpitations. Okay, after taking 50 grams of marijuana in a milkshake, she had heart palpitations. Marijuana with, or nutmeg? Eh, sorry, my bad. She was taking 50 grams of uh nutmeg powder. 50 grams. Yeah, in a milkshake. Hey, that's a lot, lah. 50 know, grams. Sister, it's right. So she had a uh, heart palpitations. She was nauseous and yeah. It was just bad, okay? And she needed to be warded and everything and they needed to, like, look at her, <laughs> observe her. Right. Another person reported similar symptoms, so, like, palpitations, heart palpitations, and nausea from just two teaspoons. Two teaspoons. Two teaspoons. That's not a lot. Not a yeah. lot, yeah. And a 17-year-old boy who did two teaspoons as well was in a trance-like state, okay? Was in a trance-like state, vomiting, making involuntary muscle movements. So, he was, he was basically stoned out I guess I don't know what that is involuntary muscle movement sounds like you're a zombie right yeah but this is intense so people are basically self dosing on nutmeg powder but they don't know what the effect is like on them specifically right. and that's why it's so dangerous not to gaslight <laughs> But the one thing these three people have in common is that they're all teenagers. And let me no, just... one was a 37-year-old woman. Minus that person. <laughs> I just say, this makes me think of how, like, when I was in JC and we were all drinking illegally. Oh, yeah. We all pretended to be more drunk than we were. Oh, we really right? did. We took one sip of Bacardi Breezer and then we were like, Hey, I'm really drunk, eh. Wow, hi, Sia. Hi, eh. Hi, there. I was like, girl... You know, it became, so I feel like with teenagers, you got to take everything with a pinch of salt. Or nutmeg. Or nutmeg, yeah. 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 It's like, I think you're over-reporting how high you actually are. I don't know. If they had to be warded, I will believe this. Yeah, All la. these are from medical journals, lah. So come on. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to discount okay. these things. All I'm saying hey, but is But two that, teaspoons of nutmeg is not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. And the fact that the science checks out just surprises me. It's just very fascinating. Yeah. What this tells me is that there's a lot of the, 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 these 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 things that we use in food, right? That actually have a lot more power than we give it credit for. We've mm. just whittled it down to, to just flavor. Flavor, yeah. You know, it was used as medicine. It was used as hallucin- uh, hallucinogen. It was used to just apparently people use nutmeg to just be happy at one point. Like in some some communities, they just ate it to just be happy. It was a mood stabilizer. Just like no, just be have fun. Uh, I feel like I should incorporate nutmeg into my life. Yeah, mm. some communities I can't remember which one used it as a dream enhancer. Ah. So people just ate a little bit and then went to sleep and they reported that their dreams were more vivid. Mm. I was like, oh, cool. Huh? Well, here's to nutmeg. Here's to nutmeg. But y- please, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now it's pumpkin spice latte season. Oh. So everybody watch out. Everybody I should watch have checked pumpkin, uh, huh? Hey, they got put nutmeg powder on the Starbucks. Um, that's, you know, they put them in a shake. Oh, no, the cinnamon. Oh. They, put the, they put cinnamon powder in the shaker. Yeah, inside. that one got nothing. Hey, but I think they got put nutmeg powder. So. Ask them to put extra next ah, time. Ah, put extra. That you, that you what happens if that? you dissolve nutmeg, like two teaspoons of nutmeg into your coffee? I don't think it dissolves in coffee, but I think it would be a suspension. But it's yeah, the same thing. Same thing la. La. The idea is that you would just... I, I'm pretty sure it. people have put two teaspoons or more of nutmeg in something and just consumed it all at once. Hey, sister, two teaspoons is a lot. Leh. Okay, wait, I'm visualizing a teaspoon now. Yeah, it's quite a bit. It's quite it's a bit. Lot. It's I like don't a, think anyone naturally puts two teaspoons of nutmeg no, into not, anything. No, not, not concentrated powder. Yeah. No. Okay. So, mm. so this is this is it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, just... Do not try at home. Do not try, do not at, try home, at home, please. And do now you know. La, now mm. you know. Auntie say, auntie uh, say already. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what? What? Hi, wow, hi, 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 at your own risk, huh? Yeah, please don't. Yeah, please don't, please don't. Correct. You did not hear it here on T42. <laughs> In fact, we are strongly advising you to stay away from these substances. That's true, unless yeah. they found your food, lah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Then just eat, lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, dear listener, for listening to yet another episode of T42. Yeah. This has been Joel signing off. Till next time. And this is Kishan. Bye-bye. Bye.